Welcome to Jam Bob, a podcast where Jenny and Megan bond over books. I'm Jenny. Hi, and I'm Megan. We are a mother and daughter duo here to bond over books with one another and with you. Welcome to episode eight of Jam Bob. This is Megan, and today we're going to talk about books we wish were movies and books we liked a lot, but the movie was pretty awesome too. This is part two of two. So, Mom, let's let's go right in. Um, I'm curious to know what what books that you wish were made into film and why. Thanks, Megan. One of them I think is by an author that I just found in the last year or so. The author's name is Charlie Holmberg, and she had her debut novel. It's called The Paper Magician. It actually is a series of three, but it's a story of magicians that can only work their magic through elements and this particular magician's element is paper which is not supposed to be the uh the best medium it's actually considered kind of a lesser medium but this uh, the story is just so different and i really liked it because it wasn't like a trope it was like its own thing um she was she went to Brigham Young and she was inspired by Brandon Sanderson, who I really like too. Um, oh, but this awesome. was, but but she's she's more fantasy. He's a little bit more science fiction, I think. But she, her book was just amazing, and I think it would be a really good film. I think it would actually be a best-selling film. Well, he actually, I would, I would argue, argue he's not sci-fi. He's definitely fantasy and world building. I love Sanderson, and actually, one of the things I'd probably put on my list now that you've said his name is his Mistborn series, which is I, he uses kind of actually in the same facet of which he took the elements from. Uh, the Mistborn series was all about people being able to manipulate elements. Uh, for certain powers um and it's it's just epic and would be an awesome film but if i it didn't make my top three i would say my first one is a, a book we've already talked about in this podcast many times but is the phantom toll booth if they made the phantom toll booth i know they had like a cartoon that didn't really get much traction but having a fully fledged film in this day and age it would hands down, I think, be a commercial success because that movie is brilliant. Or sorry, that book is brilliant. It would be a brilliant movie. <laughs> I can see that. I, I do see it being animated because the cover was animated, but I actually did see the animation and that wasn't very good. So I I can see if they did it as a, a live action film, it, it, it could also be highly entertaining yeah what's another one that you think would be a great film a book okay you know that i love romances and mm -hmm. uh, 
Christmas romances uh, get me every single year. I start reading them probably around Thanksgiving time up until Christmas. There's an author called Lucy McConnell, and she has written two series. Um, one is Miss Kringle, and it's about Santa's daughters becoming Santa. And wow. another one is about um, the, the Reindeer Ranch Wranglers, who is a series of... Uh, um, brothers who are in charge of raising and training the flying reindeer for for Christmas and all of their romances. I like her because the stories they're they're hallmark like, you know, there's always obviously a very happy ending, they're clean um and they're just perfect for sitting on the couch with hot chocolate and and um preferably in front of the Christmas tree. I, I think they would be best-selling also. And I think that they're different enough and and the the story is fast-paced enough that people would really like it. I love that. I actually, I would love to see the Miss Kringle series. I think I'm actually going to add that to my Goodreads because that just sounds like such an interesting kind of just plot. Of what, what would Santa do? What, what would Santa's daughters do? Um, I think for me, the next one, so there's actually a movie out right now called Killers of the Flower Moon uh, that was done by uh, Martin Scorsese and was written by David Grant. David Grant put out a new book this year called The Wager. Um, and it has a, a little bit more. It's But it's about a ship mutiny that, happened in the 1700s um, with an, an English ship that was on the hunt to like take down a Spanish um, ship that had all of the galleons that they would sail once a year for the kingdom from all of their different colonies. And what ends up happening is this mutiny, they, they get a shipwreck off the coast of Brazil. And it's like a few like people who have starved and whatnot, and they all have conflicting stories. And so they go back and they're tried as as criminals in England. And it's kind of discerning, like from the trials, from people's stories, like what really happened on that ship. And I think just in, in the similar Killers of the Flower Moon, it's such a compelling story and it's a true story that I think a lot of people would be really interested in seeing what unfolds and being able to make their own conclusion because David Grant doesn't do it for you. He just surfaces all the, the um, research and all of the different points. And it's really well done on that same vein, because he just had a really successful book turn into a movie. I think his next book that I just talked about the wager would be equally as compelling if not more actually. Yeah. Yeah. What what about you? What's your third one? My third one is um, called Magic Kingdom for Sale, and it's by Terry Brooks. Terry Brooks is a lot more famous for his um, sort of Shannara books, but this was his um, series. I think it was right after that. It's a little bit more fantasy. It's about this guy called Ben Holiday, and he's a, a trial lawyer. He's actually um, pretty good at being a trial lawyer, but he um, is depressed when the book opens up because 
his wife and unborn child have been killed in a car accident. And so he's trying to you know, you know, rebuild his life. And so he finds this um, ad that talks about uh, you can buy a magical kingdom for a million dollars. And he's skeptical, um, but, you know, needs a change. And so he does this. And then he um, basically goes into this kingdom and he finds out that the people that are selling it have sold it to a bunch of people and nobody's been successful at um, following through on what's necessary to make the kingdom truly theirs. And so this kind of follows him in his adventures of how he does that. Um, and the people and critters that help him do it. Do it. Uh, one of it, his characters is a, a dog, Abernerthy. And I don't know what it is about talking dogs. We have them in <laughs> Phantom Tollbooth. We have them here. But um, I, I really like this book. I read it a bunch of times. And I just think it would be such a fun movie. And I know that they've actually sold it as um, the movie rights, but nobody's produced it. And I still think it would be a fun movie. That's awesome. I I remember you having me read that book. And now that you're talking about it, it just makes me want to reread it because it was it was so well done and riveting. And I think you're right. I would 100%. It could it would probably actually be like a Netflix series. I could see it not having enough material to make that be like a full on, maybe limited series, but fascinating. There's well, yeah, six books. There's okay. six books in the series. So it could be a long series. There we go. There we go. I don't think I read the whole series. I think I just read I, that I, first one. It wasn't as good, uh, I, in my yeah. opinion. So that's why I didn't pass along. The first book is awesome, though. Awesome. Um, I think my last book that I'll recommend before we kind of switch gears into when we books and movies that we like almost equally um, is the devil in the white city by Eric Larson. And I don't know if I've brought this up yet, but Eric Larson is one of my favorite authors. He is a investig uh, investigative journalist and he, what he does, his research is just so impeccable on different pieces of history. And in this case, he took the um, Chicago fair of 1893, which was when Frank uh, Wright Olmsted rebuilt Chicago with the whole white city. Um, it's a really cool piece of history and a lot of like tech. It was kind of like the first version of the Las Vegas uh, CES show. What is the consumer electronics? Electronic uh, show. Show, yeah. Um, I mean, where it just drew a lot of crowds in. And at the same time, it was the first serial killer on the loose in the United States that was being reported on, uh, H. Holmes. And so he kind of weaves these two stories together, right? The investigation of Holmes and what was happening with the murders into the building of the city and kind of what 1893 was like, right? And what America was like. And it's just, it reads like it's not, a true story it reads it's very pacey it's very fiction you get sucked in and i could see it being a really really cool movie um just with all of it going on and it it really brings alive that time and it's i i highly recommend that book um to anybody so 
I think you're right. That would be a fun movie. It, it would probably cost a lot to produce. Oh, yeah. But it would be a good movie. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I think it's one of those where, especially if they remastered, which I think they've done in some, there's like architecture tools and other things that have remastered the white city based on like texts and like pic- like the the few pictures that still exist. I think it would be phenomenal. Uh, especially with tech t- these days and what we can we can rebuild with AI and other things like super cool. Yeah, it does a good use case for AI. <laughs> build build worlds. Yep. <laughs> Don't take over humanity. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit. And I know we just talked about books we we wish were in. Re- either remade into films or made into you know films for the first place. But what about books that you thought the book and the movie were just equally as good? Um, I'm happy to kick us off and go first. I think it, it goes without saying the Harry Potter series uh, <laughs> is one of those for me. And I think it might just be the nostalgic effect of having it come out when I was really young. And then as I grew up and as Harry grew up, being able to follow that trajectory and having kind of book movie, book movie um, in a sense, but they will always have a a special place in my heart and they're both equally amazing. You just picture these characters now when you read the books. And I think that's a good movie adaption for me is one where when I'm reading the books, I'm now thinking about the characters that played them. I think one like that for me is Hunger Games by mm-hmm. Susan Collins. I, I really like the set of books and especially the first book. Uh, but the actress, you know, having Jennifer Ga- Lawrence and Josh Hutcherson and Liam Helmsworth and Woody Harrelson, like top notch people in that movie. Mm-hmm. M- um, Susan Collins was very involved in writing this screenplay, so it seemed to be very true to the book. But I also think the actors and actresses like rose to the challenge. I really think Jennifer Lawrence embodied Katniss, and she was just phenomenal to the point where that's who I think of when I think of the book. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Those... And that story was just so, I mean, it's, it, it captures you. You get so immersed in those books and the, the world and the districts and the energy. And it was a, a great portrayal in, in the film. It, it had the same kind of thing that kept, kept you in enraptured. Um, so I agree. I think... My next, also kind of on the children's theme. I don't know why we, <laughs> I, I find that the books and children's books are synonymous and should are, are equally great. But um, there was a cartoon movie that came out uh, called Coraline, which was based off Coraline by Neil Gaiman, um, who that was a, a shorter story that I loved and was creepy mm-hmm in many different aspects because it's about this little girl moves to a new place and 
ends up going through and, and finding this new world with a mom who is actually being paying attention to her and playing with her, but has buttons for eyes. Um, and it, it's the, the cat there. There's just so many creepy elements to it, but it was the cartoon version of it just captured that same kind of quirky weirdness, um, but kept it super pacey. And I think, again, I think Neil Gaiman actually was really actually pivotal in helping write the screenplay for it, which is probably why it stays very true to its core. Um, but I loved that movie. I also love that book. Was it Tim Burton? I think Tim, it might've been Tim Burton. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I have to look that up. I do agree with you. It was a really good movie. Okay. So not a kid's book. Um, the Lord of the Rings. I think that. (laughs) Yeah. Love that. Um, you know, it, it it was one of the best-selling books ever written but what was interesting is it was also one of the most influential series and one of the highest grossing film series so top-notch book top-notch movie um i i also think that you have um the people playing it, like you have, you know, Elijah Wood as Frodo and Sean Astin as Samwise and Ian McClellan as Gandalf and Orlando Bloom as Legolas. It was just such a amazing film. You know, they, they filmed it kind of in New Zealand. So they had these, you know, they're able to have the landscapes be very similar to what I imagined when I I read the book and they didn't spare any expense. So you had um, just the series with Gollum and the, the, the ring and, and the eye of Sauron and the different just aspects of the, the books came through in a way that I think was true to the book. Um, it, I also felt like they didn't, try to like stuff it into two hours. It was a long series of films and that allowed them to, to bring more of the the book out. So I think that, um, I know that I watched all of the series. I read all the books and they probably are running together a little bit in my mind, but the first one really stood out. Yeah. I, I'm with you that that's by far, uh, probably Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings are my favorite series movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And I can rewatch mm-hmm. them year, year in, year out. And it's still, and it's because of the worlds that were built, the characters that come across just, there's so many different elements that make that. I mean, we can probably talk ad nauseum because as you were saying that, I'm like, Oh, we didn't even talk about like star Wars. <laughs> Other ones that are equally good. And you know, I don't know, maybe that's a, a topic for another time where we, we get into um, just series, right. That build upon each other and are, you know, we get, we're equally invested throughout the journey because I think there's some really good series out there. That would inspire a lot of folks. Um, so yeah, I, I I think that would be a good topic. I know for me, one of the things that I always do when I get a book is check to see if it's part of a series <laughs> and see if the entire series is out yet because it annoys the heck out of 
for me to have to wait for an entire year to read the next book in this series. Well, it's like, uh, you know, I think that's another thing to be said, right? Same with Netflix. Like, do you find the show that's already done in completion or do you watch it in real time? But I'm with you because I like to binge read. If I like something, I want to know what happens. I don't like the cliffhanger. No, thanks. <laughs> so on that note, um, if you have any, you know, books that you thought were equally great to their, their film counterpart or uh, books that you wish were made into film, please leave them in the comments below. Awesome. And we didn't really talk about what's next, but I um, want us to do a book challenge. I know that we both have taken these in the past, and there's one that's called Library Mindsets, the the 10 best books you should read before 2023 is over, and we're going to do that. And then who knows? Maybe next year we'll have a challenge of our own. See you next time. (laughs) Sounds good. For all of you at home, thank you for bonding over books with us. Till next time. Bye.